Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. I understand it's a holiday in Canada. It also is in the United States where I am. So happy day to everyone. Happy night to everyone if you're in the nighttime hours. So we're glad you are listening in. Uh, today is really, uh, I really have a lot of goosebumps about today, Mar Margaret. Um, I'm Marge Bow and I'm here with Margaret Miller. We're the Mystic Margaritas. I'm excited to talk today about reaction and the journey we go from reaction to rebirth by way of revolution. And what a, you know, at first when I saw these words, I thought, oh my gosh, well, reaction, I can, I have a lot to say about reaction, but actually it is, this, this gives me goosebumps. This whole conversation gives me goosebumps because there are reactions all around us, right? On the atomic and subatomic level, uh, chemically, obviously in our bodies and around us, like I'm a baker and chemical reaction is part of baking. It's what makes baking at high, higher altitudes at 6,200 feet where I live different from when I would bake in Hawaii when my son lived there. So um, reactions to people, reactions to um, nature, to, to everything, reactions on the physical level, on the mental and emotional level, and even on the spiritual level. So reacting is just simply um, a response we have to some kind of stimuli. Um, and along with this conversation of how we react, our needs and expectations. So beginning to understand what needs are running and what expectations are intermingled and come from those needs. It's a great conversation. And to begin this process, I wanna talk about an experience I had yesterday. I had a friend come up and she brought something called an Oculus. And I don't know if anyone who's listening has ever experienced an Oculus. It's amazing. It's like this 3D visual experience. And so you put glasses on and then you have little um, handheld devices that you can control things with, but this particular Oculus experience was called the plank. And what happens is, and she told me about it and, and asked me if I wanted to try it. And I said, okay. So what happens is you put the glasses on and all of a sudden you are in, you are out on a street and you walk in a building and you walk into an elevator and in the elevator, you have to push pl the plank. And so you go up in the elevator and when the doors open, it's, um, it, there is, the doors open to an outside city where you see buildings all around you. You see birds flying and you also see a wooden plank in front of you. Now, the idea is you can walk out on this plank, but you can't see your feet. But as you do so, you see you're outside in above a city and there's buildings all around you. So the potential of falling is quite real. It feels so real. And so I, I thought, okay, I know this isn't real. I think I can do this. So I walk toward the plank and I get to the plank and I think, uh, -uh I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and, and she says, oh, just step on it. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm just kind of putting my foot out, knowing that my foot is not really on the floor in my living room 
right? But I kind of put my foot out, rested on the plank, and I you hear a creak, and I pull back, and I thought, I can't do that. I said, no. And I took the glasses off. I said, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. And I was, I, I thought a lot about that experience because my need to feel safe so outweighed what my logical brain told me wasn't real, although it felt real. It was such an interesting experience and I've been thinking about it ever, ever since. And in fact, thought, okay, so because when you, when you, you can fall in this virtual reality experience. And if you fall, I guess you do have a sensation that is like falling. And I was so afraid of that, that it outweighed, you know, it, it caused me to just say, no, 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 I don't even want to do that. And then I learned that if you just close your eyes, you don't feel the fall. So a little later, I thought about it and thought about it and said, okay, what, I wonder what would happen then. I mean, what I could really do is just go running off the plank and then close my eyes. Now I didn't do that, <laughs> but the, it, 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 it was such a great demonstration about a need. And my need in that moment was to feel safe to the point where I wouldn't even venture into an not real, although it felt real situation and risk feeling something different. So I think that was just a beautiful um, example, Margaret, of what we do all the time in our responses, in our reactions to stimuli within a relationship or in a new situation, whatever it is. So that need to stay safe then, based on fear, of course, the fear that I might not be able to handle uh, whatever, I don't know, it was so bizarre because it wasn't real, and yet it felt real. <laughs> um, it, it just, it stopped me from exploring this further. And that's what happens, of course, is that our reactions, we have this revolution inside of us. I was revolting to the possibility of just doing something for fun, even though it felt unsafe and not real. <laughs> it felt real, but it wasn't real. It was just so bizarre. So it, it really does speak to our needs and how our needs in a particular situation where we react, um, there's something underlying in the needs, usually probably linked to some sort of fear. And certainly there are expectations there. Yeah. Uh, I, love the, I love the saying that needs are, needs are the dilemma. They're not the problem. Needs are the dilemma. Our emotional reaction to things are the problem. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I am really excited that you uh, did that and made that discovery, you know, about yourself too. And and I think it's such a beautiful analogy or a you know beautiful example of it. It really truly is because, you know, when we have a knee jerk reaction to something, that reaction is most likely uh, being fueled by something that doesn't exist. That's something that happened a really long time ago. And, and that's why we have that button, right? So it, it really is, it's, it's the same deal. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening here in this moment, but it's, 
it's being caused by something that isn't real. And uh, something else that you said that I, I, I had also written down in, in some of my notes was about the chemical reaction, right? That this, that all of these things are, you know, when, when we're reacting uh, to a person or an event or a, or a um, experience like you just had, the chemical reactions that are happening in the body don't care whether it's actually happening right now or it's something, or it's not. Oh. That was the amazing thing, right? That was the amazing thing. In fact, I did another one <clears throat> that was about flying. So you have these rockets in your hands and you can, you, and then they rockets when you bring your arms back like that, you know, behind you and then forward again, become an, a fire extinguisher. And the, the point of the game is to go and put out the fires that you see, but you're on a building top and you're flying to other building tops. And so you have to put the rocket boosters in your hand and put, push them upward and then you fly up. And literally when I finished that game, my hands were sweating. So you're absolutely right. And it's the same thing with visualization too, the power of visualization, right? That when we even begin to imagine in a strong way, that does have a biochemical reaction in our body. It literally does. And, and that can influence the charge with us. So if we have an, a strong reaction, a negative reaction, let's say within a relationship, you know, that probably within that relationship, there have been emotional experiences that have built up charges. And by the time we, we have this reaction, there's a strong charge going on within our systems that really do perpetuate this stress response in our body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's such a, it's, it's like a primary uh, thing for us to talk about here is, is that what's actually happening when we have that knee jerk response, you know, it's, it's because, you know, our, our topic today is building the skills to choose uh, responsiveness over reactivity. Right. And, and so, so it, you really do have to build those skills because there is this, uh, uh, physical and visceral and chemical component to our knee jerk reaction. <laughs> it's, you know, once, once we are having a knee jerk reaction, like you said, there's been a series of events, maybe over an entire lifetime, but maybe just in, in terms of that, that particular relationship that are causing us to have that that reaction and the chemicals involved in it, actually our bodies become quite addicted to that. And we have to, you know, I mean, so we're working with, with um, something that's almost feels like it's hardwired into us. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is, <laughs> and it is. So that takes me to this reactionary and response kind of thing that we all do. Um, in, in life situations and in um, relationship situations. And so much of that is based on the DNA that we're born with, right? It's, it comes from this life, literally, because, you know, our, my mother responded, she was reactionary and her mother before her was probably reactionary. And so that's what I learned growing up. I have it in my DNA. And so I, at some point in my life, had to learn, oh, I don't have to be reactionary 
in these relationships, I can choose to respond differently. So there's the choice that you're talking about. And it can be very, very challenging, very challenging. It takes great um, awareness and commitment, really, to going from reaction to um, choice. Yeah, it does. And and so at and the good news about that is is that as we make that commitment and we and we continue to practice it and you know we get plenty of opportunities it's not like you know i mean at least in my life i have plenty of opportunities to practice this you know that there's plenty of things that i uh over my lifetime that i would generally be reactive to and and so you know uh being able to practice it is it's important, you know, we, we, you have to be able to practice it in order to get, to be able to do something different. And the, um, as we begin to respond, right, as we begin to get to a point where we can respond, take a deep breath and, and respond in a, in a calmer way and not have the knee jerk response, then we can start it, that is a chemical reaction also. It's a different chemical reaction, but it is one. And if, after we do that for a while, after we're able to respond uh, in a, a more civil <laughs> way or, or whatever, however you want to describe that, we, we then get our body used to that instead of the knee-jerk reaction. And when you start having that experience, it's, it's pretty amazing, I think, to, to feel that. It is amazing. It is amazing. It's just, that's why it gave me goosebumps to realize what we were talking about today. I want to uh, talk more about that when we come back, Margaret. Okay. Okay, so let's go ahead and take our, our break now. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Mystic Margaritas on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining Mystic Margaritas. I'm Marge Bow, and I'm here with my good pal, Margaret Miller. And I just want to thank Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for being on. Um, we're talking about this wonderful journey of reaction and response to choice and rebirth. And um, you were talking before break, Margaret, about the brilliance of our body in being able to change its reaction on a physical chemical level, biochemical level, right? And uh, the body really is brilliant because um, with all the beautiful symphony of hormones, we really can by making a different choice, reinforce the training, the neurological training in our brain, because we start to we start to we start to choose, um, we start to lay down different neurological patterns in our brain when we make choice, when we move from reaction, which is stress, to making choice, which is conscious thought, right? So we we are retraining our brain as well as the the biochemical reaction in our body. And that further reinforces us to do that better. And it actually does put us on the other side when we've realized, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like I have the power within me to make a choice in how I react. And I am able to stay more, more grant for me, it's more grounded and calmer and not race off into that survival um, fear response, trying to think up all that I need to think up to in order to react, right? I'm able to quiet myself. And I think you and I've talked plenty about this, Margaret, quieting self for me, and I think for you is to move out of the mind and to just to, to, to show people I'm moving my hand from my forehead, as Margaret has taught us, down into the heart space, where I listen on a deeper level, where our knowing really is. And I really see this process as a it's, it's learning how to, how to dance with the solar plexus chakra, which is about our will and our action, and the heart chakra, which is our compassion. Because it, you were talking about before break, this idea that we do need to practice. Life is one big practice. It's one big school where we get to learn and fail and succeed and fail and succeed and fail. And we're learning. And so in order to really be able to stay in that grounded place of choice, we also have to be very loving and compassionate with self. So sometimes forgiving self, letting go of the of whatever judgment might be there so that we can excavate into the needs and expectations that are so quiet uh, so that they can be transformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm in the middle of... Um... Uh, teaching a course right now. It's a three-part course on embodying higher self. And, and this is, you know, it was really not surprising at all, but, but, but really timely that this came up right in the, you know, right. We're getting ready to have our second um, class session. And we've been doing some lives in between where, you know, where we're practicing 
uh, bringing our attention and awareness down into our heart center and, and expanding and looking out through the eyes of source, through the eyes of the higher self. And, and, you know, and so one of the things that came up for people is like, well, how do we do this? How do we do this when we get our buttons pushed? How do we do this when, when we're, you know, when, when we, when we've react, how do we come back when we've reacted to something? And, and, and I think, you know, that, that gentleness, that um, allowing ourselves to, to have, you know, it's like, okay, so you reacted. It's okay. You know, there's going to be another opportunity <laughs> for you to do this differently and just be gentle with yourself in this moment and know that it is, like you said, it's, you know, it is that we have to practice. We have to continually bring ourselves back into that space. And I liked how you were, um, how, that you brought the solar plexus into this as well, because isn't it true how it, where our will center is what gets activated and it's sort of like the, um, can be like the punch in the gut uh a sensation or whatever when we get triggered right and and so it is that visceral thing i used to actually um call it the i'd i'd say that my head would catch on fire <laughs> you know like i would just like <laughs> go up in flames you know and and i uh, i have to i have to say i I, it's been a very long journey for me. My emotional, you know, I was a lot live wire. And um, uh, interestingly enough, my, the Sabian symbol for my moon, which is our emotions and our, um, you know, our reactive nature, uh, it, you know, in astrology, um, is the Sabian symbol for, for that for me is a volcanic eruption. <laughs> And so, so it's like, you know, I could go off like a, a, a volcanic eruption. And, and so it's been a very, very uh, important uh, skill for me to develop over my lifetime, because, you know, I'm a very gentle person. And, you know, for the most part, but when I get triggered, it's like, it would have been in the past, especially, and not so much now because I have practiced and I have, you know, put these skills into place, um, it would be uh, not pretty, you know, not good, <laughs> uh, the reaction that I would have. And I think that's, I think this is, you know, part of, part of what the soul and higher self needs. And we're talking about a little bit about needs. It needs self-love, it needs awareness, it needs inspiration, it needs wisdom and beauty. And so for people right now that are listening to this that, that maybe haven't mastered or haven't learned yet how to count, how to transform, if you will, this reactionary self, um, I hope you're listening because the, it's possible to do that. And those of us that have been reactionary, and probably most of us have been, I know I have been too, Margaret. And, and what I, what I, when I was, you know, you don't, I never felt good about reacting like that. In fact, I would go into probably some blame and shame, right, around that. And then yes. I would harbor it even longer because it was harder to move out because I felt so bad about myself in doing, reacting that way. And so it, but... I am, uh, we're here to tell you, and we stand here 
to, to tell everyone who is still in that phase of their life that it is possible to um, learn what you need to get on the other side of that. And once you are, it's a beautiful thing. So have, have heart. I want to talk about for really quickly about forgiving self, because we talked about this need of compassion for self. And sometimes we're our own worst enemy and we are really hard on ourselves and we have a hard time forgiving ourselves, especially if our actions really hurt other people and we're not proud of it and things like that. But I just want to give you, um, I believe my, my favorite definition of, of forgiveness. And that is that Forgiveness is really not saying what you did was okay, because it probably wasn't if you hurt some people, it wasn't okay to do that, to behave, respond that way. But what, what forgiveness really is, is saying that, you know what, I made a mistake. I am no longer willing to carry around the negative consequences of that anymore, because it's too damaging to me and to my energies. So I'm going to let go of that negative impact to me and make a commitment to myself and maybe to others that, that I will do better. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that in into this uh, conversation right now, because it is, it, it's so important. If, if we can't do that for ourselves, if we, if we can't have that compassion for ourselves, then, then what happens is that we are actually fueling uh, even more reactivity because because we will be in a frequency in an energy frequency that attracts to us more reactivity and more uh, negativity right and and so so when we can do that when we can have that gentleness and that compassion and kindness for ourselves and say, and and make that commitment and forgive ourselves right then then we have the possibility of of bringing our our frequency back into a um, into a level where we're we're not attracting that as much and we are uh, in a place where we are more centered and balanced and can deal with you know, and, and can have the opportunity to respond instead of react the next time. And, and so for me, it's like, this is, this is something that, that as I, as I began really learning it for myself and I began teaching it, you know, especially with my Reiki students, because I, I really see any kind of learning the energy systems of the body, learning about the about energy work and so forth, you know, becoming familiar with how the energy is flowing through our own bodies, that that gives us the awareness that that we can be the stewards of our own energy, and we can make choices on how that energy gets distributed <laughs> and gets you know uh, gets allocated. That's beautiful because, and you're right. I am so very grateful for my knowledge of the energy bodies and how they work because that really, that really has helped me more than anything. Learn how to manage myself and learn for, to learn to watch for the signs that I something needs to be, you know, adjusted and managed a little bit differently. And I, I what what you're really talking about here too is really a mystical cleansing. I love that phrase, mystical cleansing, right? Where we really 
make it a point. We make it, we make that choice. And, you know, when you talked about making a commitment, you know, that we commit to that, right. And we have to commit to it first to ourselves and what that feels like, what does that feel like for you? People listening, you know, when you really have made a commitment, a strong commitment to self, what does that feel like in your body? For me, it's like a chunk in the gut, you know, in the will center, in the solar plexus. And when I get something that deeply to where I feel that chunk in that solar plexus, I have got it and I am on the way forward. <laughs> and so that's another way of speaking about the energies too, is, you know, how do you feel it in your body? Because they're, the energy, you know, the meridians run underneath the skin. So they are running through your body. And so relating these things to our body and a physical experience can be very uh, helpful to us as well to be able to monitor our energy response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, that also goes along with, and is, is an, you know, integral part of uh, the idea of bringing our energy and our attention and our awareness down to our heart center. Because when, when we do that, there is a visceral response. There is a feeling that happens. There is a, a calmness that comes about. There is a, a peacefulness that we can feel. And um, I like your ch chunk is, uh, around uh, commitment because it's like, uh, I, I was thinking for me, it's like everything feels solid. Yes. Everything feels solid when I make a commitment to self. Like my body feels solid. My, um, yeah. I, I, solid is my <laughs> like it. solid yeah. Yeah. and yeah. clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Good words. Mm -hmm. So, so let's go ahead and take our second break now. And uh, you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on mystic Margarita's show inspired choices network. And we will be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Marge Bowen. I'm with Margaret Miller. We're Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. So, Margaret, let's talk for a minute about the solar plexus. I want to talk about the solar plexus chakra, which lies over the tummy, in front and in back. The chakras... The energy of the chakras spin in a beautiful uh, 
way, both in front of the body and in back of the body. Um, solar plexus is like the balancer. It's the great balancer. And it, it helps, we, we really clear out old patterns here. It's, we clear out old DNA patterns and habits here because we have to do that in order to change our behavior, to change our thinking. So that requires action and will, right? So um, it's a very active chakra. Um, when we do that, we are able to really transform in a different way reactions, past reactions we've had, whether these were reactions on a mental plane. And, you know, one of the physical reactions we have to the environment is toxicity, right? We're all influenced by things out in our environment, but we're also influenced by toxicity of the mind and of the thinking, because we all in our lives have toxic thoughts that maybe rule and create some of this conflict or this, this revolution, if you will, that creates conflict, right? And is conflict and requires of us, of course, if we want to move that to something different, it requires us to do something different, right? So, um, so the solar plexus really has an active role for us. In fact, the mantra of solar plexus is solar plexus chakra is I act. Mm -hmm. And the color of the solar plexus chakra is yellow. And I love that it's yellow, right? Because yellow is a very warm, it's the, it's the sun. And we get so much, the sun is, you know, we require that warmth, that light, that nurturing from the sun. But for ourselves, when we are able to transform things in a different way and then change our will and our ability to behave differently and react differently, it creates greater light for ourselves. It creates a warmth in the relationships that we're changing and in the life that we're leading. And um, that, that leads of course to freedom because again, when we have that warmth, now we've engaged the heart chakra again. Now we are closer to that energy of love and to the light of love and compassion. And so then that's what we're operating from, right? And that is, um, that's the freedom right there. That's the birth. Yeah, that's, so, so as you were saying that, you know, that's, yeah, so solar plexus, solar, sun, right? So why, why is that? Why is it called that? Right? Because it is, it is how we, our actions, or our reactions, or our responses are like the, the um, chemical reaction of the sun, it's shining that out there, right? It is um, putting that energy back out into the world. And so I, I just thought I'm, I'm, kind of having this moment of, <laughs> of, of connecting with my solar plexus in a different way, um, you know, realizing that, that, that we are that, you know, that is one of the ways that our light is shining out into the world, that our uh, energy is, is going out there. And if we have some kind of a, that freedom of choice, right, and how we respond, wow, that's amazing, you know, and, and so we, um, I was thinking about also about how we, 
our brain is making those chemical reactions, right? So it is still, it's, we're still talking about chemical reactions when we're talking about the interaction between the solar plexus and the, and the mind, right? The brain, uh, the solar plexus is often uh, called the second brain, right? Because it has so many nerve endings. There's so many nerve endings in the solar plexus area that, that are, are interacting with uh, the brain and uh, the rest of our body. It, it's another command center, really. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The, the stomach alone, which is which sits underneath, you know, underneath the solar plexus chakra, of course, you know, the, the, the gut is such an intelligent mechanism and has so many receptor sites for some of those neurotransmitters that really do shift us away from a stress response to a calm and tranquil response. Mm -hmm. And all of that does happen in the gut. We need to take care of our gut and that does serve us well for being able to um, act the way we want, utilizing that solar plexus chakra. So something is coming up for me right now, and I'm not exactly sure how it uh, <laughs> relates to what we were just talking about, but I'm going to go for it because it just keeps coming oh, into my awareness. For it. And, and, and that is, uh, you know, when I really found out that I needed to do this work, that I needed to change from a reactive live wire <laughs> into um, a calm and gentle, responsive, loving human being, <laughs> you know, and, and, and really, you know, change that for myself. Uh, that, that happened um, when I really understood, when I really recognized how true it is that we, that there is a record, like the Akashic records, that there is a record or a picture being taken of every moment. Okay, this, is, this happened to me um, in several different circumstances. And one of them was very, a very powerful uh, encounter with um, the, the chief of the uh, Standing Buffalo Nation, who was one of um, my spiritual family's main teachers. And, and he, uh, I had just shared an experience with him that, that uh, Doug and I, my husband and I had had this vision of our spiritual family. And we had had this simultaneous vision of, of all of these different interactions over many lifetimes of all of these people that were in our spiritual family. And we shared that with him. And, and he later on in the ceremony that we were having, he brought this up and, and he said, there is a picture of every moment of our lives, of every encounter, of every interaction, there's a picture being taken. And, and he was referring to this particular one. And he said, and the, the ancestors love this picture. They love this picture. And, and I was inspired by that in a very, very deep way to remember that there's a picture being taken of every moment. And, and so, and, you know, and so sometimes it was like, wow, I don't like that picture very much, you know, when I would have 
a knee jerk response or a reaction to something and, and have anger or, or, you know, respond in that way. So it really, really was this incredible inspiration to do it differently and to just, okay, remember there's a picture being taken here. <laughs> of this moment and it's cracking me up right now because here we are you know being videoed as we're as we're uh, talking on our our radio show but we also have that video component and each moment is is being recorded and i think that i think that there's there's so much ability for people to relate to this now especially since a lot of us have had to be online and you know doing things in front of a camera and so forth it's like there everything is being recorded and and it truly is <laughs> so just wanted to share that that's really great and it it really is because that and that's so true metaphysically in in terms of frequency frequencies that we hold, energies that we hold, in every moment, there is a reaction to whatever it is we're thinking, feeling, and being in that moment. And that isn't, you know, it's the picture and it's the neurological reaction. It's the biochemical reaction. It's the energetic reaction. All of it is going on instantaneously, you know, because that's, that's who we are. We're electromagnetic biochemical. That's who we are. And so that is that kind of communication is happening always. And so there are ripples through all of that, of course, with every experience we have. And that's the picture. Mm-hmm. Really a way to, to remember that and think about it. And it, it reminds me, too, of the um, how sensory driven we are as well. And that and that we see everything, whether we think we see it or not. And it comes in our visual field in our focused and peripheral visual fields, our peripheral visual field being the greatest percentage of our vision, which we don't even realize. We think it's the focused, it isn't. And so all of that is fed into the limbic system, into the hippocampus and where memory resides. And um, if the picture is too painful, you know, there's a natural part of that nuclei that will create amnesia. And, you know, I often have clients that come in and say, I can't remember my childhood. You know, I don't have any memory of my childhood. Well, there's probably a really good reason that there isn't a lot of memory of that. So we do, we hold on to these pictures, these patterns, these waves, these particles, these, you know, it's all there. And it's there available to us to get readouts and to, to be able to access, to help ourselves. That's what I love about it all. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said that part too, because, because that's, I I think that's really important. It's, it's like, yes, the pictures are there uh, as memories, right? There are, that's, there's that. And then there is this um, access to all of this knowledge and all of this wisdom and all of this uh, uh, ability to heal and change and transmute, right? Once you, once you have a, a clear picture, right, <laughs> of what has happened, then then you can take some action that 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 can help it, and and help us respond differently. I was also, um, you know, thinking about how when we when we first are learning how to do this, and we and we choose not to react in the moment. And, and we, and we have this calmness in our bot or, you know, this calmness in our, um, 
what do you call it, our continents, right? We can still have that reaction coursing through our body, right? Mm -hmm. I, I remember this very well, you know, like when I would learn how to do this, oh, I just got my buttons pushed and I'd sit there and I would allow it to course through my body. And, and it wasn't, it's not the same thing as suppressing it. Right. I, I still allowed it. I experienced it. I acknowledged it. I allowed it to uh, move through. And it's it's so it's not we're not saying um, become a doormat. Right. <laughs> or to or to not respond or to stuff it. We're saying, you know, you're going to have to allow it to go through until you until you train your body to have a different reaction. <laughs> That's so. really I'm glad you brought that up. Let's, I want to talk more about that when we come back from break. Okay. Let's okay. do that. So yeah. you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Margaret, before we went on break, we were talking about this idea of, um, we're now moving in kind of through revolution into rebirth, right? And rebirth is really about who we are once we have been able to make the changes that we need to uh, be in a place that is really more natural to, to our loving self, if you will, and resonating on that level. And, and we go through a, a, a process much like the caterpillar goes through before it becomes um, a butterfly, right? There's a transformational process that we go through. It isn't just necessarily instant, although sometimes it might feel that way, but We've been working on that. And so there might be a reaction and we feel that on a visceral level, we, we may feel it by uh, our breathing changes. And like when I was doing the, the Oculus and, and in that world of walking, trying to walk the plank, right? Or, or flying, my hands got sweaty, my heart started palpitating, even though that wasn't a real situation, but I had a very real reaction to that. And so we can have that physical response to it, just like we can the emotional response. And I always train my clients that, you know, emotions are like waves and, you know, they begin small and then they build, build much like a wave in an, the ocean. It builds, 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 and then it crests and then it falls and crashes into the, the you know, the, the beach and then it, it's gone. So everything is like that. And to be able to hold the awareness 
that and to value really i think it's just to honor that process as being such a valuable bit of information for us and rather than go into judgment around it be able to breathe through it acknowledge it for what it is knowing very well and trusting very well that we it is transforming and there is a butterfly that's going to come out on the other side of that and that's what we were talking about before break <laughs> that's really work. awesome thank you for bringing the 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 caterpillar and the butterfly into this because <laughs> yeah because it is it's a it, this is a one of our major transformational processes i think that 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 we're going through individually and collectively on this planet at this time and sure. and yeah and and so you know and it's it can look messy sometimes <laughs> but here we are and and so as we um, as we begin to really be able to start responding in a positive way instead of reacting, and and we're training ourselves how to do that, you know, there's there's some things that you can do um, if you know if it takes a little bit of courage to be able to do this, but if if you're if you're find yourself in a reaction and you're and you can admit it and say, oh, wow, I'm having a reaction to this. Hold on just a minute. You know, this is me. It's not you. It's, it's me. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having like a, a reaction here. Let me take a deep breath. Let me, let me calm myself and, and feel what this is about in me and as we do that as we like make that acknowledgement something happens and what that is something powerful happens and we are, are already in that just in that admitting of it we're transmuting it we're changing it and, and, you are, and you are so in your power when you're doing that. So you have so engaged your solar plexus chakra when you just talked about that, because, because now you are honoring your own experience power. That's my inner power. Right. And that allows me to, to, um, to say, well, just saying it, and that's throat chakra, right? I'm expressing my truth. Wow. I'm having a reaction. I need a minute. That is so powerful. And I think that shifting from that archetypal energy of solar plexus from the servant, which is serving the response, right? Serving that, that stress response, rather than serving that, moving into the um, warrior, which is I'm going to take my power back and give myself what I need so that I can be uh, respond, so that I can choose my response here. That was beautifully said. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. It just, it feels so, it's so important to, to recognize that we can, you know, even though it seems vulnerable for us to do that, sometimes it may seem vulnerable to do that. It's like, it's the most power. It is the most powerful thing that we can do. And, and when we do that, then we build up this, um, uh, confidence in ourselves and this trust, you know, being able to trust ourselves to stand up for our, you know, our needs in that moment. And, and uh, wow, it's uh, without placing any blame on anyone else. Yeah. And, and that's 
And that's so important. And I think in this day and age with everything we're dealing with in the world, that is a key thing. We need to be so aware. I encourage listeners to be so aware of the toxicity outside of yourself that gets created in the world and take ownership of how that's affecting you, when to know to step back to, to say, oh, I need to, I, you know, I need to step back from this and just disconnect from this and find my own center again versus feeding that toxicity. So that's the dance that's really useful for us and that will help us understand this dance of solar plexus and being able to really engage our will center to, um, to place ourselves in a proper orientation and position so that we can have a response that is more heart-centered. Yeah. Yeah, and responsible that's, for self. That's it. Yes, and yeah. and and that also. So this this leads us into um, next week's show, will where we'll be talking about moving uh, 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 through and beyond the shadow of victimization, and into freedom. And so um, that it's a this is a powerful um, series of of shows and talks. I'm really glad that we're, we're doing this. And it's so, like I said earlier, it's like, it's so on point. It's so needed because we're all going through this right now. We're all having, um, you know, to choose our responses, uh, to life. We are. And, and it matters. It matters to everyone else. It matters to our world because how we respond and what we put out there matters to what we create going forward. Wow, that's true. It is true. And here we are, you know, and this, this is, um, uh, you know, what, what you were talking about, um, right at the, as we came back from break, you mentioned um, the, basically the gene key that, that uh, this relates to. And um, so, so people who aren't familiar with the gene keys, uh, this is, uh, Boy, I just lost how, how I was going to describe that, <laughs> but, but so, so go to genekeys.com and, and look at um, Richard Rudd's beautiful work there. I think it, it would be helpful to um, yeah, yes, going would. forward. I think it's helpful for everyone. It's a beautiful piece. So I'll look forward to the victim conversation next time, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be the victim here. No, <laughs> <try>. no. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.